The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Brett King. Welcome along everybody, I'm Edwin Herman and this is episode 13 of The Boys of Tech. Hosting the show with me is Brett King, welcome Brett. Howdy. Brett, as usual, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, as usual, it's a pleasure to be here. I wanted to kick off the show with the big story in the week just been, and that is the Pirate Bay founders have been sentenced to one year each in jail. What do you make of that? It's pretty surprising, I must say. <laughs> I was surprised. I, I, really? I had no idea it was going to go that way. It's, yeah, it, it's bizarre. <laughs> it's completely out there. It's completely just, it, it doesn't make sense. Because these How guys. How can they justify it? I know. These really? guys essentially built a tool to allow people to do what they like with it, trans- you know, share files. Share files? They did not. Well, the, we actually, we don't know, but the, the, the charge isn't about them breaching copyright. Well, it shouldn't be about them hosting copyrighted material because they aren't hosting copyrighted material. No, they're not hosting copyright material at all. They've just provided a tool. In fact, the whole internet is a tool for <laughs> breaching copyright, so maybe whoever invented the internet should be put in jail. I'm really surprised at this. They, they were, not only were they given jail sentences, they were also ordered to pay 31 million Swedish kron. And to translate that, that's $6.5 million here, $3.6 million in uh, US dollars, or 2.8 million euros. That's uh, just <laughs> speechless. Absolutely speechless. I think they are too. They are surprised. They are really surprised. They, they've said it is bizarre and they've said we cannot and won't pay. I'll play you a little clip uh, of Peter Sund speaking uh, about the, the decision. He was one of the ones that were convicted. It's serious to actually be found guilty and, and get jail time. That's really serious. Mm. And that's um, a, a bit weird. But it's so bizarre that we were convicted at all. And it's even more bizarre that we as a team, all of us, including Carl Lundström, uh, who we, at least I barely know, um, were convicted to jail time. It's, it's, it's so bizarre. We just mm. have to laugh about it. it, it it's unreal. Because in total, um, they wanted around 100 million, right? Swedish crowns. And yeah. now they got... 30. 30. Yeah, but it's like they could have gotten 1 billion. It, it's, it doesn't matter because, you know, we, we can't pay and we wouldn't pay. We can't pay and we wouldn't pay. There you go. Indeed. <laughs> do, you, do you blame them? I, I, I don't blame them at all. It's completely and utterly shocking. Where does this, where does this put Google? <laughs> where does this put any search engine? Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. does this I, put the internet itself? <laughs> I guess the, the charge, one of the charges anyway, was uh, like aiding and abetting. I can't remember the exact wording. It was basically um, assisting others in breaking copyright. So just to take the flip side of the coin, 
could you not argue that, well, they're certainly creating something that enables other people to break copyright, so they're basically aiding crime, that sort of crime. Really? Really could you? Could you? Because you don't see it... Well, you know, nobody's gone after a firearms manufacturer for making a gun that's used in a murder. Well, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. That's a good point. Nobody goes after the sports store where the knife was bought that was used to commit some horrible crime. Nobody goes after the car manufacturers when a hit and run happens. True, and no one went after Sony or Philips in the 80s when they made twin tape deck stereos. Exactly. So, yeah. really, it's, it's, I think it's far more political. It's, yeah, far I, I, more, it's far more, as we've talked about many times, it's, it's those conglomerates that work on behalf of music industry that are pushing these things and... Yeah, <laughs> they have no idea about what is right and what is wrong. Yeah, I, I think uh, you're right. I, I think there's a lot of politics in, in the way that this decision was made. I think that's really what it's about, isn't it? It's, it's, yep. not, it's not it about, is about politics. It's not about ju- justice, really. No, no, because that is completely unjust. And, and these guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but these guys didn't make any money out of Pirate Bay, did they? Uh, I don't know. They might have made money out of the merchandising. They do sell merchandising. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. But they don't make any money out of the content. Because if they don't make money out of the content, you would think that the uh, sentence of jail time is a little disproportionate. It's kind of, I mean, people assault people and get less than a year. Some people assault people and get and avoid jail term altogether and get community service. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm referring to a number of cases I'm aware of here in New Zealand and maybe the laws are different in different countries. Well, in fact, of course, well, the they laws are, are different, different in, in different, different countries. countries. That's for sure. But <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's, yeah, it still seems- in New Zealand, you can't go for these, you know, unjustified punitive damages. <laughs> you can't sue someone for a million dollars because they backed over your dog or something like that. <laughs> Thank goodness. Whereas you can do that in certain other countries. <laughs> but I, I think it has to be said that no matter what country you're in, getting a year in jail for not even breaking for copyright not even directly. For any copyright no. violations directly yourself. No, that seems... <laughs> it does seem bizarre. And if they do this, then they... Yeah then people should be going after the gun manufacturers for making guns which are used in crime. People should be going after vehicle manufacturers for vehicles that are used in hit and runs. People should be going after the people who created the internet, which, you know, and the people who pushed it through. People, (laughs) all these things are facilitating different sorts of crime, but you don't see them going, being brought down no, that, that really puts things into perspective. And in fact, these guys are appealing. They think, they obviously, you know, the founders of the Pirate Bay who were sentenced think it's just absolutely ludicrous. 
this is the first word, not the last, they say. The last word will be ours. So, in the usual dismissive way, they're, they're obviously not showing that they think it's absolutely silly and it's laughable. That, that's essentially what their reaction is. Yeah. yeah and and rightly so. I mean, I would have the same reaction. It, I mean, it, it is. It, it's frightening to think of this. They haven't done any of the things which should be the cause of what they've been charged for. But they're being prosecuted for it anyway, and they've been found guilty of it anyway. It's like, well, where is the evidence? Where is the proof <laughs> of any of these things? We're starting to get into a world where if you've got enough money and you're powerful enough, you can make anything happen. Yeah, I'm 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 a little bit surprised at at, at the way it went. Uh, to be I'm, to be quite yeah. honest, my money I would have lost that bet. My my money would have been on. I would have uh, lost that bet too. Yeah. I would have put far more faith in you know in human nature and reality <laughs> of the situation. <laughs> Guess you can't. Then, uh, obviously, I'm a little naive. I want to talk about uh, another big story as well, and that is Skype being put up for sale. eBay acquired Skype some time ago and is now deciding to sell it off. Well, they did pay an exorbitant amount for it, which they then decided was a little too much. We shouldn't have paid that much for it. <laughs> yeah, we were all surprised when they forked out. How much was it? Was it uh, two point six billion US dollars? Two point six billion US. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like, are you sure you're not overvaluing that? Mm. So why are they getting rid of that? I wonder. Well, they say that it's not has limited synergy with the rest of their business model. Well, that that's kind of true, isn't it? Yeah, you know, indeed. On, they are and- the, the largest, <laughs> world's largest online auction, and their associated payment service. <laughs> they go hand in hand. Absolutely, they go hand in online hand. Online cheap telephone calls and video calls. That yeah, it doesn't mesh with auction no the, the the reason though they they thought they had something there is because they hoped that buyers and sellers would use skype to communicate but it just didn't catch on and so uh they've they've finally admitted that uh, well look it's it's really quite a different business it's it's not tying into to our core business so we're going to knock it off and uh yeah it's up for sale mm. well aren't they going for an ipo on it oh are they yeah oh okay do you want to buy some Skype shares? Uh, not at the moment. Not at the moment. Not many IPOs are actually taken off this year. Yeah, there's a huge drop, isn't there? Yeah, massive drop. So like 200 and something in 2007, and so far this year there's been two. <laughs> so the economic not, times. Indeed, indeed. It is how it's not... It just doesn't sync up with um, eBay's other properties, what they're doing. It's not that Skype's not making money. Skype itself has, you know, been posting rapid growth and yeah, has been sure pulling that, in money. I'm not but sure they're just, making as much money as we think because they only ever talk about, uh, well, the, the stories I've seen only really refer to revenue and not profit. Are they actually making a profit? Because I thought they, they weren't actually turning a profit. Well, yeah. Well, eBay's got to recoup from the revenue created by Skype. They've got to recoup what they paid for it. So basically, no matter how much it's currently making, until it has paid off $2.6 billion, 
it's going to be a loss for eBay. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, eBay's expecting to be nine hundred million down on the deal. So, yeah, yeah, because last year Skype raked in five hundred and fifty-one million dollars in revenue total, which was up, according to the thing, forty-four percent from its previous year's revenue. So that's forty-four percent up. That's big, but. It's only half a million compared to the 2.6 that eBay paid for it. A lot of people are saying that Skype isn't profitable and that no matter who has it, it's just not going to be worth your while. Mm. I, I don't it's, know. It's, um, it's Yeah, yeah. I, Skype are a little secretive about their figures. They don't really release a lot of information, so it's kind of hard to to analyze this with, with the small amount it of information is. that we do without have. Without seeing some actual figures, some some well, act, without seeing some raw data, you can't really tell, but you can only go based on what they've been saying. And they've posted that they've had a 44% increase in revenue from 2007. And eBay is projecting that Skype will be posting revenue in excess of $1 billion by 2011. Yeah, but I'd, I'd but, like to know what their expenses are. They must, mm. they must be huge. It's a, they must be, they've got a, a huge infrastructure for the telephony side. If they, yeah, yeah. It's, um, I don't know, it's... Uh, Regardless of whether Skype is or isn't profitable at the moment, do you think it's got the potential to be profitable? I think it does have the potential to be profitable. Uh, but then it might not be. <laughs> Who would have thought that, you know, 10 years ago, eBay, the concept of eBay, or not 10, 15 years ago, the concept of eBay would have been profitable. Yeah. Who would have thought 15, 20 years ago that Facebook would be you know, profitable. The concept of Facebook would be good. <laughs> it's hard to tell. It is uh, because you also look at YouTube. YouTube apparently hasn't really made a profit at all mm. yet. No, yeah. they, they plan to, uh, you know, do things to it to spin a profit, but it hasn't made a single cent yet. It hasn't made a single cent, but it's everybody knows it. It's got a name. That must mean something. Well, yeah, this is what Google. It's, it's this, what it is, does. Well, this is what. Yeah, well, this is it's, what Google's trying to figure out. It offers out. something for free. <laughs> well, this is exactly what Google's trying to figure out: is how to spin a profit from YouTube, and you know, also podcasts are another one. Uh, a lot of people are trying to figure out how to spin a, a profit from podcasts. Uh, a lot mm -hmm. of people are doing podcasts without the intention of making a profit, or. Uh, just simply without making a profit, others are making a tiny profit, and yep. you know uh, it's, it's it is hard to predict these things. But I, I think this is an admission anyway. The eBay and Skype thing. I think it's an admission that two things: one, they overpaid when they bought Skype, and number two, it's really it really was a bit of a mistake. Even if they paid a good price for it, it's, it just doesn't work with their core business. It's two no, completely no, separate it's, businesses. It's it's yeah, it is quite different, and they they should have thought a little harder before they decided to buy Skype. But well, if you were one of the owners or shareholders of Skype when it was bought, then yay for you! <laughs> you made a tidy bundle. Oh yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, hindsight's wonderful. I there's a lot, yeah, indeed, lot, lot of shares I, I yeah, a lot of shares I wish I had when you look at <laughs> you know after the fact. Oh, and, and all of the ideas we had when we were, you know, back students and we, 
we should have just gone after them well, because they've taken yeah, off. Yeah. Although <laughs> other you, people came up with our ideas yeah, after us. That's true, but I, I, I have learned out of it. Yeah, but I have learned one thing, and that is the idea alone isn't the only thing. Even if we have an idea and it turns out that you know a year later oh. someone else does it and makes a, a huge profit out of it, it's it's not guaranteed. You know. How you deliver? Indeed, how it's you, the implementation. Absolutely, that, not that's just the idea. that's just as important as the idea. And uh, I'm not saying we we necessarily you know wouldn't make a profit, but it's not a simple fact of saying oh the idea worked, therefore we would have made money. There's there's a little bit more to it than that. But you are, but you know that is a starting point. And yeah, that we've you know we together we we really came up with a number of ideas that you know we saw some years later being implemented. Mm. And yeah, it just makes you kick yourself. Yeah. But then, you know, cosmic destiny and all that. <laughs> it's the way it's meant to be. Um, Queensland, we're talking Australia here, are yep. going to build wireless internet access into their trains. Oh, good on them. Yeah, I That'd think so too. Just think of the amount of, especially in, in Queensland, the, the amount of time people spend commuting on trains. It's <laughs> being able to actually do some work or, you know, surf the web or play WoW while you're just sitting on the train getting from A to B. That's great. Oh, I think so too. Um, the Transport Minister Rachel Nolan says that people traveling to work with their laptops will be able to rely on strong signal, which means they can read the paper online, receive and send emails or simply surf their favorite sites. And look, I, I'd, I'd love to, do, to be able to do that on, on public transport. Yeah, it'd be great. Even even buses, to be honest. Even yeah. uh, suburban buses. Yeah, yeah. The, the amount of time you sitting on a, yeah. spend sitting on a bus. Hey, look, as you know, Brett, I, I spent six months in Europe in 2005. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of that time was sitting on a train. Uh, that was the best, <laughs> best way to get around Europe. Uh, and, you know, what I had with me, I, I, I did manage to have internet access. wasn't quite as flash as what... Queensland trains are, are going to have, but what I had was my little trusty cell phone, my little iBook, and uh, I paired the two via Bluetooth, and I was using the GPRS uh, service you know, from the cell phone provider for internet access. Now, that does get very, very expensive, and especially in 2005, we didn't have data plans like we did now. You know, we were paying, mm-hmm. I was paying something like $10 a megabyte. But it was kind of cool because I'd be you know, going between Vienna and Venice, and yep. I'd check my email just very quickly. A, f- a, f- a few uh, screens of ASCII text doesn't cost a lot. <laughs> so uh, that that was really good, uh, and it worked, but it was expensive and a little clunky because I had to have the cell phone as well yeah. uh, with me, and it was very slow. It's, we're talking dial-up speed. This is in 2005 when, you know, G- we're talking GSM speeds here. Yeah, two, two very G- slow. Two G- <laughs> yeah, yeah, very slow, dial-up basically. So that's the way. And look, if if there was a service like that, if if the trains had their own onboard wireless service, I would have been a very happy camper. It would make travelling so much more enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't sit on the net all the time, but just the ability to, you know, at one point decide, oh, I'll just go and quickly check my email, or I'll quickly Twitter about where I am. Not that well, Twitter back then didn't exist, but you know, or I'll or- send an email out to my friends on on what I'm doing. Oh, or I'll upload my camera's f- photos and update my website as yeah. I'm backpacking around Europe sort of thing. Or I'm going to check whether my next train connection is scheduled to depart on time. So, yeah, there's, um, I, I think that's a, a great move forward and it's, it's nice to see those sorts of things happening. I'd love it to is. see that uh, happen here. Yeah. 
Another interesting story I wanted to uh, bring into the show this week is the survey that was done just recently about habits of men and women online. How much time do women spend online? Uh, How tolerant are they to advertisements? Are they more likely to use social networking sites than men or not? And some of the results are astounding. They certainly go against what you would have thought. Yeah, very much so. Let's let's talk about that. For a start, there are more women than there are men online, which surprises me. That surprised me as well. So now, you know, 10 years ago when you were talking to a a girl online, you could, you know, almost be certain that it – Probably wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very much. That was very much true. <laughs> Depending uh, on where yeah, we're talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The ratio is ninety. But now, wow. <laughs> yeah, time, yeah. This is quite different. The ratio is ninety-six million men to one hundred and three million women. So, uh, you know, a little bit of a difference there, which is interesting. Also, men are more likely to spend more time on social networking sites than women. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? But what I thought was interesting was that men using those social networking sites are more likely to be using them for business purposes. Yeah, and women for... For, for personal relationships. Right. That, that I can kind of... Uh, that's a little bit more, you know, intuitive. Well, you know, stereotypical. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and uh, oh, yeah, women are, are less tolerant of advertisements than men. I don't know quite if I would have guessed that one or not. I, I, in fact, I wouldn't have had an idea on how that would have worked. Oh, no, I, I would go with that. I would go with that. Yeah. I, I definitely believe that one, this. Yep. The, all of the pop-ups, all of the different ads and those sorts of things. Must be something yeah. to do with the multitasking ability they have. Yeah, yeah, noticing way more, (laughs) taking in more, (laughs) being stereotypical again. Whereas whereas we we sort of, I guess, filter filter these things out. It's like, sorry, what what advertisement? Exactly. (laughs) 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 You you remember that advert that was on telly last night? There were adverts on telly last (laughs) night? (laughs) Oh, you mean those small breaks in the program where you can top up your drink? Well, it, look, it just it just goes to show that it, you you can't always be you know you can't be stereotypical, no. and that's brilliant. I yeah. love that yeah. about the internet. Yeah. it breaks it breaks preconceptions. It's and yay, I I like being corrected about things. I like you know being updated. It's great when what I think uh, something stereotypical that it's proven wrong. Yeah, it's, I like that. It's an interesting read that, uh, so those were pretty much the results of that survey. We've got one more story to talk about, and that's the Google capture method that's being developed. What they're doing is, instead of asking you to you know, read a set of distorted characters into a form to prove that you're a human and not a, a robot, what Google are doing is developing a new method to distinguish computers and humans apart, and that is using an image that you need to rotate upright the correct way in order to pass the test. Mm. It's kind of a new new idea. I, it's a new idea, but it's just adapting an, an old concept of the computer doesn't have context for images. The way that the computer sees the image, well, 
you know, you've you've created images by hand before (laughs) on computers. (laughs) How can the computer know what the actual image is and what it means? Yeah, it doesn't. You're right. It's got no context, although you can you can build a set of heuristics. in, And, you know, if you see a sort of a a line of blue in one place and a line of green, the green could be grass and the blue could be sky. So you rotate it that way. There are a few little (laughs) tricks that, that computers can attempt. But in, gen- in general, it's very hard. Indeed. And if the images are selected so that they aren't obvious like that, like the, the example images, you don't see blue sky and green grass. The backgrounds are relatively consistent, if you notice on those pictures. Yeah, Google have pr- produced three different image, uh, sample images. And yeah, you're right. There's a boy in some snow. There's a parrot on a branch. And in fact, <laughs> mind you, the last one is kind of weird. There's, there's a, a round circle, a snowball that looks like it's the right way up anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I always thought it was half a coconut, but, you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> who knows? Well, who knows what it is? So some of them are hard to... Well, actually, that, that's... They're, that's they're, they're good examples of, of the, yeah. the technology that they're using there is they're giving those examples of things that a person can identify but would be difficult for difficult or impossible for a computer to identify what orientation should be the correct orientation and then they're giving that example of an image that even a human would have difficulty choosing what would be the correct orientation for it and their technology will get rid of images which multiple people are incorrectly orienting yeah, it's got so, a self-correcting thing. So if the yeah. image is too hard, you're right. They they'll they'll remove that from the mm. from the library and they'll only show the others. But yeah. the, the bit I don't quite understand is the number of possibilities. Take this for example. If you have a st- string of text, say maybe five or six characters that you need to punch in, that can mm-hmm. be over a million different combinations. When, yep. when you rotate an image, you're never the, the person's never going to get it exactly level. So you need to have a tolerance of, let's say, a degree. Well, that's still only 360 possibilities. Surely yeah. a computer only needs to make 360 attempts. Well, and it's going to get in. But it's, but it's the same as the, the current captures. If you attempt to brute force, then. Yeah, but we're talking the millions. Reason, we're the, talking the, millions. Yeah, but the reason they've stopped, the you can't brute force those, is the fact that if you fail, it gives you a new thing. It challenges you with a new set of text to put in. Yeah, I, yeah, it doesn't but, just keep yeah. giving you the same piece of text. Yeah, and that's right. the same thing would happen but, with the photos. If you got the photo wrong, it would challenge you with a different one. Yeah, but that wouldn't matter. On average, you would still get one in 360 correct. Yeah, it, but it doesn't, it it, it doesn't shows new... whether or not, just because we haven't been shown yet the actual technique for orienting the image whether it's you pick out of a bunch of images of you know a bunch of orientations of the same image which is the correct orientation or if it is something where you actually do physically rotate the image around to what you think is the correct orientation okay because i thought they were going to have an interface with a where the person actually rotates it yeah uh, then that if, would be there would have to be a certain amount of leeway if you were having to manually orient it. I'd like to give this a go a go because when when it's live because I I can't quite understand how they're getting the sheer number of possible combinations that you would with a, a string of text. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I don't know. But the thing is, the the reason they're coming up with these new ways to do captures is the 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 bot element. People who are creating bots to bypass captures are creating new and more advanced optical character recognition. So these text-based captures aren't fooling the new optical character recognitions that these these bot creators have developed. Right, so, so you're going to have to move to just, something else yeah, anyway. You so. have to move to something which isn't yeah. based on the text because otherwise we're going to have to start doing so much manipulation to text that it will start to become difficult for a human to distinguish what it is. And then that defeats the purpose. And that defeats the purpose. We've got to come up with something which is more difficult for the computer to do, but is something that's simple for a human to do. And orienting correctly orienting a picture, know, knowing what a picture is of and correctly orienting it is something that would be much easier for a human than it would be for a computer. Yeah, I understand that part and uh, that that totally makes sense. I, I still can't get my head around the limited number of combinations because to me, I could create a brute force script that even if the image changes, I would still get roughly 1 in 360 correct, assuming a leeway allowed of, of 1 degree. But I don't know, I guess we have to wait and see when this comes out and we'll give it a go. Mm. It, it just that's the bit I can't quite get my head around but uh, maybe there's something else in there that I that I don't know we'll have to download and read the white paper then one of the methods that bots are using to bypass the image captures is to hand off the image to a bunch of people who look at the image presented in front of them into the characters and that sends it back to the site and away they go now what do these people get in return they're offered free porn that exists. <laughs> that, that exists. That, that's what they do. <laughs> oh, my. That's wow. Gonna, you know? Porn computing power. It's, it's a win-win, you know? It's a win-win. <laughs> Indeed. And that's never going to – you're never really going to get around that because you can send the new Google image rotation thing off to the, these pe- bunch of people that are signed up to get free porn once they do yep. 100 of these images or so. They'll, they'll do them. And and they get their free porn and the bots get through. So that that's going to, no matter how good OCR is, for example, or some of these other techniques, this human one that uses real humans, mm-hmm. a farm of humans, if you like, if you want to think of it that way, you're never really going to get around. You're never no, going to no. block that. And as soon as you put a person into the, the thing, you, you're going to be able to get around it. Mm. But it's still an extra level that the the people creating these bots have to go to. Yeah, you couldn't write a quick Perl script. You couldn't to, just write up a script to, no, to do no, this. You kind of have you, to. You have yeah. to then go out and source people to do this stuff for you, which yeah. means you have to have something that you can offer them, which means you then actually have to deliver on stuff that you offer them. Otherwise, people will stop doing it. <laughs> I mean, really, you've got to be pretty desperate to, to, to want to create something like that to bypass an image capture for what, a Hotmail account? Yeah, yeah. You uh, must really want to get into that Hotmail account. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, look, I've been using uh, image captures. I've, I've de- developed my own one as well. And it's not an image rotation, just a, a text, text-based one. And it seems to work reasonably well. I have, I've had no spam. Mm-hmm. on the site that I use at. So uh, that that's working for me. Maybe no one's attempted to break it. I mean, it's, 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 just, it's a site that doesn't get a lot of traffic. So it's quite quite possible, that, in fact, quite probable that no one's ever tried to crack it. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for the moment, it seems to be working in any event. Yep. 
Well, you never know. You might be able to implement this new Google capture method yeah, at some point. Yeah, yeah. If I get spam in my in my comments uh, areas on the site, then yeah, I might have to turn to this Google image rotation version and see how that goes. Mm. Well, that's pretty much a summary of the week just gone in tech, unless you've got something you want to bring to the table. Not this week, no. Okay, well, I guess we'll wrap the session up. No New Zealand stories this time either. No, no, it's been very boring in New Zealand this week. We got close. We got Queensland in there with their wireless, but uh, it's not quite yeah, New Zealand. Yeah. No, no, no. We'll just have to wait for a New Zealand city to come and one-up them. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep. We'll have to keep our eyes open for those stories. All right, look, thank you very much for joining us, and Brett, thank you for hosting the show with me once again. Always fun. That wraps up episode thirteen of the Boys of Tech. Thank you very much for coming along, and we'll see you all again next week. Take care. Ciao.